Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What's going on, everybody, and welcome back to the Revenue Law Field podcast. My name is Jack, and you can find me on Instagram and Twitter, unfortunately, at Emily Nerds. I now have a website, also EmilyNerds.com. Go check that out. I'm here with my co-host, Ryan. You can find him on Twitter, Ryan Garcia ESM. James, you can find him on Twitter, at James Valentinas, at your own risk. And Jackson, you can find him on Twitter, Jackson Dells 2. Today's podcast is going to be kind of a draft recap. Um, MLB draft was a couple of days ago. It just finished, or wrapping up today, wrapping up tomorrow, whatever. It wrapped um, up today. They went up- short. Why was it short, Relative Jackson? Short. Um, Jackson, why was it short? Well, there's only a minute in between picks. That's I mean, not what I mean. I mean, 20 rounds. Mean? A minute is like 42. Well, since 2020, well, 2020 was five, and then they agreed to make it 20 since. Okay, because I thought it was, it was 40. Too much. I thought it was like 42 rounds or something before that. It used to be. Okay. Yeah, I mean, you know, you don't want the, I guess you don't want the draft to drag out too much. And I mean, I don't know. But I mean, now you can sign on draft day, guys, and it counts towards your pool money, right? Well, after, if you pay more than 125K. Yeah, okay. It used to be, you could only pay them 20K. So it's a big difference. Yeah. I mean, you have, you know, this draft also, I can say it was ridiculous from my experience. Obviously I was canceled on Twitter and then I had my year Mercedes moment, but I was still canceled on Twitter, which is kind of unfortunate. Well, here's the problem, Jack, is that you were wrong. That's why you I was see, on Twitter. But then I was that's right. Because you have 12-year-old Yankee fan sources per Maxwell Resnick. That was so funny, bro. He's like, he's like, yo, you, you know, 20, 12-year-old Yankee fans tell you Kumar Rocker is going to go higher than the expected, like, the expected slot. And he fucking goes top three. And that was exactly what I was referencing. And real ones know that I was referencing that Kumar So Rocker why didn't you just say that? I couldn't. I was not allowed to. Um, and I don't, I'm, I'm, I wouldn't have said that. Like, I, I was not allowed to. Unfortunately, I, like, it would have been cool. And I'm not going to go tweet about it. I'm not going to be like, yo, you know, I actually had this specific pick, you know. Two months you can't, ago, I mean, you can't say that because then no one's going to give you any information anymore, right? Right. Well, it's not even that. Like, I, I respect the hell out of those people, and I don't want to fuck with them. You know what I'm saying? Like, they, they tell me to keep stuff quiet. I keep it quiet, you know? So, right. That's that's part of it. Some of the stuff I can, like, the, all the Joey Gallo shit, like, I've gotten from three different people. I can just say whatever because, like, that's, that is not from the other stuff. Um, and as much as I appreciate, you know, it, it sucks that I can't directly be like, hey, this is the timestamps or whatever. But anyways, yeah. So obviously very, you know, wacky draft, you know, Jackson holiday was the Rangers target at three. He ended up going one, which was very unforeseen, obviously from what I understood. Um, I, it wasn't a bad pick by any means. Probably it was a good pick, but you know, could have gone many different ways. You know, Tamar Johnson, who was, you know, heavily favorite to go one, um, one four. And then, you know, obviously Kumar Rocker jumps from like potentially a, um, you know, late first round kind of competitive balance pick to, you know, pick three. And then the rest is history there. Um, obviously, MLB draft is very different for other sports. Um, and, you know, Jackson is the draft expert here. He, um, I don't know how, but he somehow got the job with Arizona baseball and probably paying him nothing, which is probably why he works there. Um, anyways, Jackson, you want to explain a little bit about what makes the MLB draft different from other drafts for the people who do not know? Sure. All right. So, the MLB draft's a little weird because it's all about money and there's a lot more leverage for the players in the MLB draft, where in the NFL and NBA, you have to declare for the draft. In the MLB draft, you're just eligible or you're not. So if you're eligible, if you're a high school senior or if you're a junior in college, or if you're 21 years old after your, after like 45 days after the draft by then, then you're eligible for the draft and you can sign or you don't have to. And you can go back to school or go to school if you're a high school guy. And uh, you can kind of uh, ask for as much money as you want for your signing bonus. The first 10 rounds, how I'll have a, a slot value assigned to them. People get more or less. Usually high school guys and college sophomores get more and older guys get less. Uh, so like in this draft, a couple of high school guys go first. They'll probably get around their slot value, but they might get a little bit higher. I thought it was already announced. Go to school. Yeah, no, Jones, uh, well, Drew Jones got his, but we don't know about Jackson Holiday. I imagine Jackson Holiday is not 8.8 because that's a lot. I, it's probably around like 8.4, 8.5. The Orioles like to save money. Yeah. I mean, it'll be up there for sure, though, because of the whole, you know, school situation. He could have gone. Yeah. I, I personally, he's, I did my, He's committed to Oklahoma State, right? Yeah. His dad, Matt Holiday, is the assistant coach, and his uncle and his uncle's is the head coach, the head right? Coach. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So he would have been there no matter what, but he. End up getting this, you know, picked a one overall. So he's not going to go, obviously, probably, but very certainly he's not going to go. Um, you know, we're, I would say in the first round, in my personal opinion, I'm not really an expert. There weren't too many horrific picks. There were a couple, it was kind of questionable, but, you know, Jackson getting that more than, than I can. Definitely the Cubs at seven was a little bit weird. Um, 
other than that, I can't off the top of my head think of one that was like, oh, this is a really questionable pick. Cubs won the draft. What do you mean? I'd say Gabriel Hughes at 10 was kind of odd for me. That was, oh, yeah, him too. That, that was it, not. It, he, he's a good pitcher for their system, but it just seemed like they're spending too much or too high of a pick on a guy that they probably could have gotten at like 31 or 32, whatever they picked yeah. again at. Yeah. Right. He's, he's a good sinker guy, which plays well there, but. Yeah, but also his ceiling for Hughes, I would say specifically, and this is a guy that actually did a lot of, like relative to the other picks, I did a lot more on because the Yankees were in play for him at one point, um, which was stupid because they never really were, but they were, they flew that around. So I checked, he, he kind of seems like a very low ceiling guy relative to the rest of the draft. He could be a higher floor guy because of the sinker ball stuff. But um, I think relative to some of the other pitchers that were still on the board, you know, Dylan Lesko is obviously a risk with Tommy John surgery and, you know, obviously fastball would play differently, but um, probably still wouldn't have had a pick there in my opinion. Um, even if slot value is a bit higher, but I, I wasn't a fan of Hughes at 10. Uh, besides that, I mean, Owen Murphy was kind of a surprise to me, but that's, I think it's still a good pick. I didn't, I hate to say it, I didn't like the Red Sox pick at all. Yeah. I, I don't, I'm not a big Mikey Romero person. He's got elite bat speed to his credit, but he's got absolutely zero athleticism. I think every single athleticism test, he's always like dead last. So he's maybe a future first baseman. So that's not. Isn't he a shortstop now? Yeah, but he will not. How, how does a shortstop <laughs> have the worst athleticism? I don't know, but he's. He stinks. They got their best player in the third round. Spencer Jones is okay. Great. Spencer Jones is a really good player. I'm very excited for Spencer Jones yeah. personally, but I was gonna let Ryan speak because he usually is very opinionated. Yeah, he's a genius that. after all for looking at Fangraphs power rankings. <laughs> Ryan, we can't hear you. Ryan, we can't fucking hear you. Dude. Spencer <laughs> Jones, I like because of the fact that he's just he's just a stat cast machine, man. I fucking love that shit. Uh, you know, uh, he hits the ball hard, and, and that's cool. But uh, in all seriousness, though, I think he has a high ceiling. I think, you know, you see everyone's comparing him to Judge. I get why they're comparing him to Judge. I'm not saying he's going to be Aaron Judge, right? That's that's a ridiculous ask for any player, but the ceiling is really high. I think the Yankees are in a position where they should be taking guys who have, you know, the higher ceiling guys. They shouldn't be taking high floor guys with their first-round picks. They have a good – they have a clear number one guy in Volpe in their farm. Volpe. Take risks there. Vol, Vol, it's, it's Volpe? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, you get my point, though. They, they have a good enough prospect. My bad. Um, like, you know, Jones is great. Uh, I, I think Thorpe was pretty cool. Uh, I, you know, I like Thorpe. I think his changeup's pretty good. Um, I, I like that the Yankees, you know, they can go get guys that they don't – they can kind of get lesser-valued pitchers because they're really good at building velocity and don't have to spend them as much on pitchers. They were able to get a guy like Anthony Hall uh, with their fourth-round fourth round pick, and he's a pretty good bat. Um, overall, I'm not going to sit here and say the Yankees are, had a great draft because I can't say that with any team, really. Uh, there are some teams that obviously had great drafts. Like I think the Diamondbacks, they got a lot of value, but that's because they picked very high. Um, you know, I'm not going to sit here and tell you the Yankees had a great draft because God no, like Anthony Hall could die out in high A ball and I would never remember him and this, he becomes irrelevant. But I think they picked guys who I can at least see why they picked them. And that's good enough for me, man. Yeah, I would argue Spencer Jones compares more to Joey Gallo than Aaron Judge. I don't – I get the Judge comparisons, but I feel like Gallo makes more sense. They both are, you know, pretty athletic outfielders who have very, very weird contact rates and a lot of raw power. And maybe not to the same extent, but I definitely would see more Gallo than, than Judge and Jones. Again, I'm not an expert or anything like that. Um, James, I think Joey Gallo about? swings a lot more. What? It's well, like Joey, Joey Gallo yeah. swung like 30% more. Well, yeah, I mean, Joe, but Joe Yell also is just a, uh, he's a very confusing man. I, I can't even put my finger on him. He's a tough time. I feel bad. I feel really bad. For I mean, him, the so. Yankees have gone, I believe, 91 and 42 with him on the team. So realistically, yeah, so he's really just on the market. Cool. Yeah. Like, you know, he doesn't care about his, his counting stats. He cares about winning. And that's really what matters. Yeah. Um, you know, people, of course, on Yankee Twitter, you know, stat nerds, stat heads, you know, people who don't understand the game. You know, they'll look at the box score stats, but I, I look at the win column and the loss column, and the Yankees win more when they have guys. Okay, enough of that. So, anyways. Um, <laughs> How do you feel about the Cubs pick at seven? I thought it was weird at first. I still think it's a little weird because he was like a third-round projected – not like projected third-round pick, but uh, I, I read somewhere that like a few months ago he was going to be a third-round pick, and then he kind of like – he added a pitch, right, Jackson? He added a slider. Um, yeah, I mean – and then he, he I know and then he, he became the draft good. wanted three million plus. So he was gonna get that pretty much no matter what. But 
the, the seventh pick is the slab value is lower than three million, isn't it? No, it's, it's, it's higher. It's higher. I meant it's yeah. higher. Like, that's lower I mean, than slot value. So I think they kind of went with the underslot there a little bit, even if it's not a huge underslot. I don't think he's going to make all the way up to that slot value, right? And then in the second round, they went out and got uh, what's his? I don't know. I remember his name. The tall, the tall lefty Jackson from IMG. I muted myself. Uh, Ferris, who <laughs> uh, I think he throws hard. Uh, he was projected to go higher, right? I mean, um, he's I, around there. But the, th- but the thing about there. the thing about the MLB draft compared to other drafts is it's not like you there's not really risers and fallers the same way that like in the NBA draft there is because or the NFL draft because with baseball it's so much about you know slot value and money rather it it depends yeah. more on your signing bonus than where you're actually drafted based on how much like the team actually gave up to get you. Whereas like in the NBA, the number two pick is the number two pick kind of no matter what. And they locked, they're locked into the exact contract of the number two pick. So um, I, I think it's better that way. Uh, it is, it's, it's really, really annoying because there's like, it's really annoying to deal with the casual fans, especially who just like have no idea what's going on. Like, well, we took this guy who fucking sucks at number seven, but there's a reason behind it, and you just don't realize it. Sucks at number seven, but there's a reason behind it. He doesn't suck though. He's good. (laughs) Yeah, he's definitely like with development, he could be the best pitcher in the draft. Well, everyone was saying that when they took him was that he was supposed to be the best college pitcher in the draft, right? I have him. I have him a little lower, but I probably should have him higher. I think. Cooper Jerpy is the best college pitcher in the draft, but I think I think that's Ken Gordon's pretty good. But I think, I think the Cubs had a plan and they stuck to it. They took in 20 rounds, they took 18 pitchers and a shortstop and a catcher. Um, which is similar yeah. to which is similar wow. with, to what the Angels did a couple years ago. But I think what the Cubs are realizing. No, they got two like, outfielders too. Oh, I all I know is like their first 15 or so picks, except for one, were pitchers. Yeah. I think the Yankees well, went heavy pitchers too as well. I think but, I remember. Like if you take a look at the Cubs right now, their farm system, because it doesn't really matter what they have at the major league level because they don't care what they have at the major league level. That's not really their focus at the moment. Um, but I think everything else is, by the way. Nobody ever focuses on what they have in majors, just for the record. What? Besides the Angels, yeah. nobody ever focuses on what they have in the majors, just the best player available. Well, I, I know that's not – I'm not talking about the draft. I'm talking about just generally – Okay. From like a from a ba- from a baseball operations standpoint, the Cubs only care about their farm system at this point and what they can add to their farm system because they're trying to lose. As far as I'm concerned, um, what I said that is true, yeah. And so, if you look like Ian Happ's getting traded, Wilson Contreras is getting traded, um, anyone with value is getting traded. But if you look at the top of the Cubs farm system, it's all hitters. It's Davis, it's Her- Hernandez, it's PCA, Alcantara, Triantos. Like Alcantara these are all for the record. Alcantara is better than Rizzo for the record. He's gonna he's a Hall of Famer, and we won the trade. But um, yeah, but continue. And, and I we got P- love Alcantara. So I'm and, gonna, I'm and not, we hey, got stop. and we what? got PCA for half a year I'll of bias. Late. So hey man, but, I I can like Alcantara. It's my boy. <laughs> But right. I think what we've realized with the Cubs is like the last regime, the Theo Epstein regime, they weren't great at developing pitching. And their their whole philosophy was develop hitters by pitchers, right? That's what they did. They won a World Series doing it. But now this this regime, it's it's Carter Hawkins and uh and Jed Hoyer. They're focusing more on developing pitching and hitting at the same time. So then they can have like kind of a balance of both. And it's kind of working. You can see even at the major league level right now some of these guys have come out of nowhere and they've pitched well. It's, it's just, it's almost a strength at this point. And it's something that they know they're good at. And so they're um, trying to play into that. And then, you know, we see Caleb Killian will be up. I mean, he has been up, but he's back in AAA right now. Uh, Cause he sucks, but that's not, that's not really the point. Um, we just haven't seen like, it took a really long time to get a homegrown pitcher up through the Cubs minor league system. But now we have a couple and I think they're trying to go for that more so than anything. And they have a couple options at the deadline. If they really want to, there's, there's a route to contending next year. What? For a playoff spot. What? You don't think this team, 
James, pitching this team is so bad. Sucks with all due respect, man. The pitching is it's pitching not is good. It's not that bad. No, the you pitching think? is all horrific. Like they need Killian needs to develop. Dude, They'll need Steele to what? pitch better. Stroman needs to stay healthy. Steele's, Steele's been Steele's been so good. I mean, Steele's a good pitcher, but like other than that, I've been saying this for be a while. Justin Steele's like I've also I've been on the Steele train since like literally like last year. So it was remember I posted that thing. Who's got the best fastball in baseball? It's Justin Steele. Yeah, I actually remember that. No, All I, I'm I, seeing here is Justin Steele has a league. I'm just saying he can't like you can't have a number two star who's league average at run prevention. You can't. And Brian, I think well. we need to start a dialogue about your use of ERA and dead zone fastballs. We need me, Ryan. What we need to start a dialogue about how Marcus Stroman has a three point two nine x fit. Wait, I said wait. we. Need, I said we need to start a dialogue about your use of ERA and dead zone fastballs. Okay, all, but anyways, all I'm like saying is that it, no, I'm feels like not a, like he's been league like he has to be better if they want. I think he's a better than no. Ever. I agree with you. I think the competition is pretty shitty, but oh I no, it's 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 horrible. He has a good like, fit and XFIP, so you know. Like I'm not I'm not disagreeing with that. It's 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 bad. You literally just said it's a strength. Like literally, no, it's a strength. I'm saying their pitching development is a strength, not their major league pitching. They've developed like one pitcher. Respect. I mean, no, like respect. if okay, go go click. Let's click some buttons. Click leaders, click pitching on Fangraphs, click 2022, click teams, go to Cubs, and then put the minimum innings to like 10 because we need all the guys who have thrown. Uh, Look at, you know, Keegan Thompson, 3.43 ERA. That's a homegrown pitcher. Wouldn't Keegan Thompson like a 4x fit? I don't care. Scott Efros. I should care now. Scott is good, but he's also a reliever. He's a reliever? But, th- but that's like, pitcher. but when we when we praise pitching development, yeah, Keenan Thompson is a four point two two actually. I don't give a shit. And a, a an eight point five walk percentage. And a three point four three ERA. Yeah, but you know you have to you, you can't you just can't like the Cubs just aren't a good pitch like they don't have good enough pitching they don't have he doesn't a get guy. ground balls he doesn't strike out a lot of batters he walks yeah. some guys and he doesn't like get insane chases so I'm not really sure yeah twenty like, I I don't so know basically I'm sold on Thompson. Um, no, and then Al- and then Alzale will be back. He was good last year. Alzale's um, probably a reliever, but he's decent. Where are you seeing that this guy's a reliever? What about what about him makes him a reliever? He, we came out of the bullpen. He was especially better than he was a starter. Okay, well, when he was a starter, he had a three point six six x fit. So, uh, wait, really? That's kind of I think that's a lie. Look at his stats from last year. He I think he can last. actually be a good starter, but can he be healthy? Like again, I I don't think. Yeah, I mean, if he's, again, that's, he has a, to that's a whole two. different question. Like, Strowman can be I, – I don't know if Strowman can be an ace of a playoff team. But Strowman can be your number two. Yeah, Stroman but you're going to need – you're going to need Azale. Uh, I'm pronouncing it wrong, whatever. Azale. Uh, I know. I should uh, pronounce it Steel. You're going to need all those guys. Uh, you know, you're going to need – Oh, no. To take a step forward. I'm, when I say there's a route, it, it's it's not a pretty one. But It's basically it's, they're starting it comes competing. Uh, they, just so you know. Yeah. Oh no, they're not. They're gonna sell the entire system. Not the system. Yeah. They're gonna they're gonna they're gonna sell the entire major league roster and suck for the next five years. But I, I don't know about five years. I, I don't think it shouldn't take five years to rebuild. I really don't think it should take like it depends. It depends, it depends doing, on it the take five years. It depends on like the Astros took five years to rebuild and they now the Astros are a powerhouse. Like the, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Well, the Astros the are Astros, also smarter than the Cubs. Yeah, the Astros started yeah. with literally nothing. Like they 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 by design had nothing. Like if the Astros were to like tear it down now and rebuild it, they'd, they'd be fine in two years. Like there's not. They, well, they, yeah, they're but they're never going to tear it down and rebuild again. Cause they don't have a reason to, I mean, obviously they will at some point cause everybody but, needs to even really. Do they really? The thing is, is the Cubs already had, are, are states, they, though. are they going to be, are they going to be the Yankees where they can just. Yeah. They got like, decent money. Yeah, yeah, but, but, but the, 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 the Astros, like, I don't know what's. They have like literally like probably like the like people set up in front of these people's homes and like if you don't sign with us, we're gonna send you to the island. Like that's probably how they're gonna be internationalized. Look at their international guys and they're all insane and they'll keep doing it because they're such good, they're so good at scouting, they're so good at drafting, they're so good at development. Like there's no there's nothing to say. Like, they fucking lost Carlos Correa and like nobody gives a shit because they just plugged in Jeremy. Well, that's because Maine is Maine better. The pride of Maine. What a guy. Is he from Maine? Well, he went to Maine. He went to Maine? Yeah. Okay, I don't really care. Jer- Jeremy Pena is not. Jeremy Pena is so good, dude. I, I don't. Oh, he was drafted. Yeah, Puerto Rican guy. 
uh, not Puerto Rican, Dominican guys. Some like I know a uh, Jeremy Lalane. Um, was I thought born this in the guy was like and was sent to DR, and he. Just because his name is Jeremy Pena doesn't mean he's yeah. James, what's that about? What's that? No, 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 but Jerry, no, no, no. Jerry literally no, no, no. said he was born in Santo yes, Domingo. He's an accent. No, it's not Santo Domingo. Oh, Santo Domingo. Domingo. It's Santo Domingo. It's Santo Domingo. Oh, I don't, Domingo. I don't speak Spanish. Dominican it's Republic. Santo Domingo. It's, yes. It says Dominican Republic right yes, here no, on this he baseball reference. Yes, no, he was born in Dominican Republic. But I'm giving you. So he's Dominican. Yes, but just he's not Puerto Rican. I know. I was trying to. I said Puerto Rican at first. I meant to say Dominican because I was thinking of Korea. Uh, but like you could be like Jerem, um, not Jeremy, um. I think it's Henry Lalane from the Yankee system. He was born in the Bronx and he's an international free agent because he went down to the Dominican Republic and grew up there basically. Just because you're born in DR, as long as if you go to like high school and you do stuff. Right. Here, if you go to high school in the US, you're going to get drafted. I just didn't know. Right. That yeah. That's basically, yeah. Well, okay. That's not the point. The point is that Houston was able to yeah. replace him so, replace Korea so easily when he left. And I'm sure they'll be able to do the same thing when Altuve retires because, I mean, he's, what, like 34 now, Altuve? How old is he? 34? No, he's, I think he's like 32. Oh, okay. Um, I, I think the thing is, though, the Cubs already had that big teardown, right? They already did that huge teardown, and they and they built it back up in the nope. World Series and then have to tear it back down again. Like, it shouldn't take five They years. never They never tore down That's before they that. They were just dog shit. Before the, the World Series years, like, like 2011, 2012, they were just bad. There was nothing to tear down. They were bad with no farm system. Like, how did they tear it? James, how did they get there in the first place? What do you mean? How were they bad in the first place? Because, because they tore it down. No, they were never good. Yeah. Yeah. They, but they still trade. Like, so, my point well, is, they acquired high draft picks and actually hit on a lot of those picks. Well, they should not. They, they were good at drafting. Right. But like, my point is, they should. How, how do you, how do you go from there to, back to now you need to rebuild for five years like i think the problem is that they are rebuilding again for five years that can't be how your mo where you are really really good for like three years you break it all down again for five years when you're a large when you're such a big market team in terms of your ability to spend money like that's bad that oh, needs to change you want to know right now. i can tell you one reason why they had to tear it down why jason hayward that's on them I mean, one bad I mean, contract shouldn't cripple you that money. bad. You don't have to not spend. The money. Yankees sent, signed Jacoby Ellsbury, and they kept. I'm not saying the, the, Cubs the, Yankees, the Yankees. The Yankees have way more money to spend not, than the Cubs. I, even whoa, whoa, whoa. like why the, is that? Why is that, James? Why is that? There's ha, there's there's big market teams, and then there's the Yankees and Dude, the, the Dodgers. The Yankees Wait, the Cubs, had how much money tied up into Ellsbury, McCann, and Beltran, and were still able to compete and like be an okay team. See something though. Yeah, like Hayward relative to the what the Cubs payroll is, like that's a lower percentage than what the Yankees invested into actually dog shit. Hayward's also players. off the books next year. Like, I, you guys are not. McCann, McCann wasn't dog shit. I think so. No, but I think that the Cubs are going to continue to spend this offseason. It seems On? from every from everything I've read, it seems like they're trying to get Xander Bogarts. Maybe red, James. Maybe red. But they were trying to get Correa and they couldn't get it. And Correa was a the guy they absolutely should have gotten at his price tag. Like, what reason was there not to get him at his price yeah. tag? Yeah, James. Why would they to lose? I'm not, like, I'm, not in, I'm not interrogating you, obviously, James. You're not in the front office. Like that's not your. But no, but what? I, what? I said. You read stuff. Yeah, I read stuff. He yeah, reads, I don't. Man. I don't, I don't have twelve. I don't have twelve year old Cubs fan sources like Jack does. So. <laughs> My twelve year old Yankee fan sources say that Correa was close to the Cubs. They pulled out the last second when Correa up the price. So basically, what Actually, I'm hearing is um, that. The Cubs don't need Correa because their shortstop is better than him, anyways. So. Nico Horner does actually have a higher F4 than Carlos Correa. I say Anderson's a great statistic. Anderson is good defending everything besides COVID. It's actually kind of hilarious. <laughs> I'm not say Nico Horner, just going to put that out there, has a higher F4 than Jeremy Pena, Tim Anderson, uh, Carlos Correa, Bobby Witt Jr. This has to be uh, like not true, right? It is true. No, it that is. is true. Horner Javier, has Javier you know, Baez. It's interesting, you know, some people, uh, you know, us, you know, Jack, I definitely know that you know how, what I'm talking about here, but certain people were like hysterical about the fact Correa wasn't, you know, in pinstripes for a guy who's not going to have a four and a half war season. Okay. Even, you know, what happened to the draft? Uh, no, it is wild. Real quick, James, before I like, there, there are people who live literally halfway across, across the country in the Midwest that are so concerned over the Yankees not signing a shortstop, even while they're on a historically good pace. Anyways, let's get on the draft. This all does tie on the draft, though. As we're talking no, about draft. I didn't make it seem like it does. This is a draft episode. Um, draft picks are also, you know, kind of basically lottery tickets and you take a shot at really anybody. There are very few sh- surefire picks like, you know, um, 
So you have, you know, you can't really necessarily bank your rebuild on the draft. It's mainly more about development. Like the NBA and the NFL, you can just draft good players. Like you need to, in the MLB, have a good development system in place. And we're seeing that with specifically the Yankees, you know, and, and teams now, I guess, in general, the Astros, we saw it with. These are teams that, you know, got better processes in, in place with development um, on both sides of the ball. And we're able to draft sort of fit that mold and we're able to mold these players into, you know, some became superstars. So, um, you know, the draft is only as important as you make it. And I'll let um, Jackson continue here. What? Well, well, what I was trying to, what I was trying to say is, okay, so, you know, the draft is what you make it guys, you know, make no, it, but make like it when count, you, when you look thing. at Fuck it, you, Ryan, right? <laughs> good Fuck player. You for that. A good, thing right? <laughs> a good <laughs> process is when you draft good players and they become good major league players. No, what That's I want to ask process. Jackson is Jackson, what like five or so teams do you think had the best drafts All right. um, I think from top to bottom? Here we go. In no order. Top five, five teams, Orioles, Mets, Give me, the, give me the Reds. We're seeing for draft for the draft. Yeah, the A's and the Astros. I've got a team. Elaborate here. Okay, well, right, I'll start with the Orioles. Who's the Orioles? The Jackson Holiday. No, I'll just go in order of like one to whatever. Uh, Jackson Holiday, really good player. Definitely worthy of the first pick. Was the best high school player maybe ever in terms of like his production. Hit like six eighty four, something like six eighty five. I just want to say I never I, I never got I never struck out at the high school level unlike Jackson Holiday. So uh, you didn't strike out much. I mean thank you though. It should have been Tamar Johnson. Tamar Johnson needed a player. Uh Jackson Holiday is a little better. It's all right though. Uh Dylan Beaver's great second round pick. More, uh, easy power. He's got a weird swing, but absolutely crushes the ball. Max Wagner, great pick. Jed Fabian, probably second round guy. They got him in the comp B. Yeah. And we got guys like Silas Ardwan, Doug Hodo, Trace Bright, Adam Crampton, late, Zach Walter. If Carter Young signs, Ooh. I think it's a really good draft. Who? Who? Who's the guy? <laughs> Zach Walter. Zach Showalter. Jack related to Buck Showalter? I don't think so. All right. Sorry. I, I want to do my that... best Michael Rappaport impression. I just thought at some point, who the fuck is this? Who they drafted? They drafted who? Who? Tingus Tingus. All right. All right. Low key, um, though, because he ditched the Knicks, I hope Michael Rappaport's like getting his shit beat right now I in the streets. Rappaport. No, fuck that guy. So no, fuck that guy. He's a, so he became funny. a Nets fan. I hope, I hope, I hope he cries himself to sleep. I hope he's. He's pissing and shitting his pants as we speak. I hope his life sucks right now. I hate that guy so much. Jackson, Let's go, Knicks, baby. Just, Fuck Michael right, Rappaport. It was kind of unnecessary, but anyways, Jackson. This is right, Jackson. Uh, Mets. Mets uh, had a good draft. They got Kevin Parada, who fell. It was pretty good. Jay he really does it. Fucks. That guy fucks. Like, he, that, he fucks everybody <laughs> south of the Mississippi. I can tell you that. Uh, <laughs> so what he's banging uh, the ball. He's listed at 5'8". He's like 5'6", but he's all about 5'6". Let me tell you. Who's this? He's pretty good. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to get, like, content pick. here for for Love Jackson talking about the draft, and you guys hey, keep Kevin, chiming in with, like... Kevin Prada fucks has got to be one of them. <laughs> yeah. I mean, obviously he does. Uh, right, Jet Williams, the 5'6". The they say 5'8". He's not 5'8". He's, he's pretty good, though. <laughs> he's definitely worth the 14th pick. I know he had a lot of interest after that. Wade Tidwell, they got in the second round. He's probably a first-round guy. Didn't really pitch much a lot this year because he was hurt, but unbelievable at Tennessee. Nick Morbido is good, the high school guy. Brandon Sprout has one of the higher ceilings in the class. Throws 100 with good stuff. Uh, Jacob Reimer at a Yucapai High School is pretty good. Dylan Tebrick, they got in the eighth round. Uh, Commit to LSU was at Creighton. Chase Estep, who had a lot of production 2022. 13 home runs, 16 stolen bases with a ninth round pick. So just a lot of a lot of value here, especially. I mean, they had a lot of picks to be fair, but they did well with those picks. Would you say that? Uh, would you, Jackson, real quick? Do you think it would be a good thing to like tweet about so like we get the Mets fan dick writers? Yeah, I mean, the Mets had a, I think, objectively good draft. I don't think anyone had a bad draft, but I think the Mets Jack, had stop trolling. <laughs> I'm not trolling though, like, I'm being so serious. Okay, um, and then another question I had because this was kind of like the controversial thing about a lot of people were talking about this. How do you feel about the the third pick, Kumar really, Rockers, going through Texas. the draft picks, and you just totally cut him off. Like, James, what the no. fuck? 
No, he was, coming after you got me off. What are we talking about? All right, about? fine. I'll shut up so you can clip this one. Sorry. Right, okay, so, so, all right. Kumar Rocker. So I think clearly, so Kumar Rocker, Brock Porter, same agent. Broken Scott, both Scott by Boris. Emily Nerds, by the way. Scott, Scott Boris always wins. Just got to remember that. Always wins. So they took Kumar three, signed him for 5.2. It's like one of the two ones that's out, which is 2.39 under slot million. And they don't have a second or third round pick because of Marcus Semi and Corey Seager signings. But they selected maybe a top 10 guy, maybe the number one pitcher in a lot of people's minds, Brock Porter, at 109 for what's likely over $4 million. So I think that alone is pretty great. So I, I was surprised, but I, it makes more sense now. Yeah, and Kumar's good. This this was sort of a plan. For, for was it? Here. Let me can I chime in here real quick, James. Yeah, go ahead. This is a plan that Texas has had, you know, for a while. If their guy wasn't there at three, their number one guy was in there at three with the holiday, they were going to move under slot and then try to go for Porter in the fourth round because there has been rumors recently of Porter not, you know, potentially going later rounds. Um, because of his signing bonus and obviously Texas felt that way, I guess with the um, Boris connection there, it worked out for sure. Um, but this is something that hasn't, you know, they didn't just come up yesterday. It's something that's been going on for a while. So anyways, James continue. No. So what I was going to ask then is like with Kumar Rocker, if you're looking at a guy like him, I, I was re- again, reading, or I actually saw this, apparently his velo, <laughs> his velo's way up, right? Um, yeah. From, I mean, from his Vanderbilt. velo is up. No, his deal was up in college. It it was really like up and down. Like when we played him, he was 93, 94, maybe some 92s. But early in the year when I was watching him, he was 95 to 98. And he's touched 100. So Because that's what I remember, I remember him as was like a 94, 95 guy from the College World Series a, a couple years ago. And then last year, um, not last year. So I, I guess a couple years ago when you guys played them. Um was he was throwing like 94, 95, but then I was, uh, I was seeing that he's throwing 99 now in indie ball this year. Yeah. I mean, I think he's probably just trying to throw a little harder, like, cause he knows he doesn't have to pitch a full season right now and wants to get drafted. He'll probably settle like 94, 96 if he's good touching eight. And then how long do you think it's, it isn't cause he's, he's got the extra year, right. Of like development. So how long do you think it actually is until he's in the majors? He's probably 20, 2024. Like really good this year, he might be a September guy in 2023, but he's probably a 2024, 2025 guy. Oh, you think it'll be that long? I mean, it, it just depends. I don't know if he's going to get hurt, has to have TJ, you know, anything right. like that. So, but I mean, it's also he's indie ball guys are not the hitters are usually not that good. So it's hard to really tell. How old is he now? He's like, what, 21, 22? Uh, born in 99, so that's uh, September 99, so 22. He's 22, yeah. Yeah, he's 22. It says he's born in November. 22.7, something like that. Born in November, right, well, though. That's not – I mean, that is kind of kind of old. Like It is. It is definitely old. You don't want him to come up at 25, is my point. Well, because, like, if you look at the guys drafted around him, uh, Holiday was born in 03, Jones was born in 03, Termar Johnson was born in 04, and then Elijah Green was born in 03. And he was born in 99. So obviously the other guys are high schoolers, but um, they went for the more, I guess you could say the more MLB ready guy, but you could all, like, he, he went three years of college and then he's a four-year junior. Right. They really probably just liked, like they, they liked, they, they liked Rocker a lot. They, they feel pretty comfortable as medicals. And I think they also liked Porter a lot. And they figured that was a, a pretty big possibility that could have, work out for both of them. And, I think it's mainly a package. Like you can't actually look at Rocker without looking at Porter and vice versa. So right, and then if you look at, um, I just think it's funny because of the way that the Mets fans reacted last year, where they're like, "Oh, Kumar Rocker fucked himself. He ruined his career, and now, yeah. <laughs> and now he's like, getting more, now, more money, not better situation, but higher draft pick. Like he's doing just fine." I think the funniest thing was when he got drafted, I was immediately hearing that he's like, he would be like the Yankees best prospect or he's their best pitching prospect. And then the second he didn't sign, he was like the worst prospect of all time, which was pretty <laughs> funny. I, back on Twitter like I mean, I, I wonder how, I wonder how he'll rank as a prospect in that Texas system at just right out of the gates. Cause he's, he's good. And he's probably, I mean, I'd assume they'd probably put him straight in a double a, right. Um, maybe triple um, a. Do you, do you think Kumar goes right into AAA? You go double A, AAA. I think double A is probably more realistic. Because I, I highly doubt, I highly doubt they throw him into like high A ball or 
even low you know, but like that's that's right. never gonna happen Heist is um pretty, pretty aggressive though in terms of light, lighters lighters in double a right now but um he'll probably come I, up soon too i think he's pushing pretty well uh i, I think, think he'll be up in triple a well, right? but i think lighter lighter's not a not a 2022 guy he's 23 right yeah he's a 23 maybe a 24 guy I could be conf- I could be confusing Lighter with somebody. I don't think he's I don't think he's pitched that well. I know he's actually, but I didn't pitch him pretty poorly. I forgot it was one of the other. No, he's pitching like shit. He has a right, he I'm has a fifty five point two eight ERA. Lots of strikeouts, but like Maybe a lot a of walks too. It'd be kind of unfortunate if he was a bust. Would it be unfortunate? Would it, would it be- I, I mean, it's it's hard to imagine that that I, again people overreact to minor league stats, but yeah, they do. But he's been down to. There's I mean, always a tendency, like, and, and you look at guys like, oh, and when the Cubs drafted Horton at seven, it was oh, he's a four point five ERA in college, four point eight, I think. I, I, whatever. Like, yeah. these we're these scouts gonna... aren't looking at their ERAs and deciding whether they want to draft well, him. Like, he's yeah, ERA yeah, the last. Yeah, the the is two six four too. So I, I just want to point out too, he's like, like him. Like if you go on Baseball Reference and you find an obvious flaw with like a t- or what you deem to be a quote unquote obvious flaw with a top ten pick, I'm like ninety five percent sure a major league organization was you know they they were aware of it. Like I'm pretty sure they yeah. go into the draft not knowing his ERA was in the high fours. Like you know people have this like tendency to think teams just completely overlook the most basic things, and it's really annoying. Like it's very very annoying. It's very very annoying. It's it's. Caden Horton's so weird too, because when we played him at the start of the year, he was playing third base and not pitching yet. So, he's, well, he's so still he still played all year, I think, in the infield, yeah, right? I don't think it'll be a two wing. Oh, he's definitely not. Um, he can't hit. I was looking at his uh, again, like numbers, but his hitting numbers are horrible. He can't hit. Um, Brooks Lee fell to eight, which I thought was interesting. It's not really a fall. I think he was just. I heard he had a medical thing. Okay. What happened? I heard he had because he was like a big number one candidate for underslot, but I heard he had a medical problem late. Okay. Well, he'd I be underslot because he's old, right? He's um. Well, no, he's. I mean, he's twenty one. <laughs> but isn't he? A, a isn't he? A, isn't he a college junior? Yeah, but I mean, he's as old. He's younger than Jace Young, and he's the same age as Gavin Cross and Cooper Jerpy. So he's like okay. he's that age where it doesn't really matter. Um, so I thought it was interesting. Cam Collier was a guy who a lot of people thought would go way higher than 18. Um, you think Cincinnati did well there? Is that an overslot? He's 17, well, right? I yeah, think. here's what I can tell you what happened. So he was supposed to go four to the Pirates if Termar was gone, I'm pretty sure. And Termar went, and they didn't even have a fit for until the Mets because the Mets had a ton of money, they could have bought a lot of people out for him, but. They liked Parada, who fell, and then they, I guess they liked Again, Parada Fox, just saying. And then it was pretty much a bidding war between Cincinnati and Atlanta, I believe, because they both had a lot of money, and Cincinnati just had more, so they got Collier there. Well, it's not also it's not just that they had more money. They also had the pick before Atlanta, so. Right, but I mean, Atlanta could have offered more money, and Collier just says no to Cincinnati. So it happens all the time. Yeah. Uh, like, I, like, I well, guess I mean, you... Some of these guys got offers higher, and they said no because they can get more money later. Right. Probably having a Brockport like a lot. Well, that's part of the thing with the MLB draft that's so much different is like these teams are talking to the players and they're like negotiating with them um, as as it goes rather than like afterwards. Whereas like in other sports, it's you know we draft you and then we figure out how much we're gonna pay you. Right. Um, I know Owen Murphy was an interesting pick. He's a two way guy, right? Yeah, he's uh, like he's the only that. two-way guy I think might actually stay two-way for a little bit. They're not. They're not. They told, him no. they told him no. No, they he said yes. be a two-way guy. No, they told him no. I, I read that they said yeah, yes. Yeah, and then like an hour later it was corrected and they told him no. Oh, okay. <laughs> they might have told him yes before the draft and they signed. And he was like, yeah. Hey, oh, no, never mind. <laughs> yeah. That was That's actually like, – uh, What's his name? So, the so then they're going to – That went to the Brewers. There is no way that dude stays a switch pitcher. He's so bad from the left side. So they're going to use Murphy as a pitcher then, not as a shortstop, yeah, right? Yeah, his stuff's good. Okay. Um, I know Cardinals fans are freaking out about uh, their pick. Jerpy. I don't know how to pronounce his name. Her- Jerpy. Just Jerpy? H is silent. Jerpy. H is silent. Jerpy. He's very yeah. good. He's, he's so good, man. He's very good. 
He's like basically Chris Sale, except the Cardinals ruin him probably. Another Oregon State pitcher, they have a tendency to be good at that, developing pitching, right? Yeah. Oh, what? Really Cardinals and developing pitching is like me and being told. I said Oregon State. Oregon State is terrible. Oregon State. Oh, okay. not Oregon not. State. Oregon State had three pitchers drafted or four pitchers drafted, I think. I was talking about the college, not the. It's funny. The rotation this year had all three guys had a silent letter to start their name. They had Cooper Jerpy, um, some other dude, and Jake Fennings, who's PF. It was so, I don't know, I just called him a silent three. That's very fast. That's fast. When you beat them and then you. Well, we didn't beat. Well, we we hit Cooper Jerpy, but we did not beat that on that day. But we won the next two games. I thought you won the series, though. Yeah, we won two to one, but. Surely that means you guys won the College World Series. Well, okay, well, we did beat Oklahoma. No, because Ole Miss won the College World Series. Never mind. And Ole Miss, I mean, and Ole yeah, Miss knocked Ole you out. Miss. And so. they beat you like 17 to 1 to do it. No, they fun. beat us 22 to 6. So, <laughs> <laughs> so let's be nice. Let's be nice. Um, Zach Nettle was the guy you were talking about. Uh, and then he went to the Angels. You said he could have gone higher. Uh, you I said he was going to go to seven, yeah. To the Cubs, right? Yeah, seven or eight as an underslot guy. He's probably not going to get 4.4, 4, probably get three points, something. But he's really good. I heard he had an arm injury too late, which usually happens. But uh, he's a really good hitter. He can, he can kind of pitch a little, but he won't pitch to the next level. Um, and then Dylan Lesko is a guy a lot of people were talking about, uh, high school pitcher. Um, to the Padres. How do you feel about that one? I mean, it's a good pick. It's a really risky pick, but San Diego never shies away from those. I know it's either it's either Dylan Lesko or if he wasn't there, it's gonna be Daniel Susak. Uh, and they went with Lesko because that was kind of their guy all along. But and, and they were in on Collier a little bit too. But they just loved Lesko, and he's really good. But he hasn't pitched in a while, so we'll see. Well, I think it's interesting how like these front offices. Can't, they kind of like build a reputation or a tendency where they do the same thing every year, right? Where like certain teams like college hitters and certain teams will draft more high school guys. It's just depending on their like philosophies. Like you said, San Diego goes risky. Um, seems like the A's draft a catcher every year uh, in the first round. Uh, they did it again this year. Uh, your guy, Susak from Arizona. Yeah, I, I think it makes sense. I mean, Soderstrom's playing more first than catcher now anyway. He's still catching a little bit, but he's they don't see him as a catcher. Sean Murphy, he'll be gone soon, and Shay Langliers will be in arbitration by the time he's up, so he's probably gone too. So I think a lot of things could happen there. But, think I mean, the guy, you think both the two guys ahead of Susak will be gone before Susak comes up? Yeah, well, I think Soderstrom's well, the A's, the first base. The A's like, trade everyone before they hit no, arbitration, so. Yeah. I've heard some interesting stuff about Murphy in the deadline and that something could come together, but it's pretty unlikely. Um, he's probably going to be on the offseason, which means Langlers will be the guy. Um, but then even then, like if you have Susak and he pans out, you have Langlers and Susak. And Langlers, right. I mean, Langlers I, I think also positions are fake. Like you can be any position, honestly. Like, he can be a catcher first base, but I think you can move to right field and it wouldn't surprise me. But isn't isn't his glove really good? Two sacks. Yeah, I mean, I, I think he should stick a catcher. He's also six four, so it'd be hard to catch every day. Hundred sixty. Don't games don't season. don't spread two sack propaganda. This is your guy. Be honest, Jackson. Be honest with us. No, Who's he's catch? well. I had him as the best catcher. People didn't like him because he had poor swing decisions and swung at pitches out of the zone. But he also crushed pitches out of the zone because his bat and arms are massive. So we'll see. If but if the he is a good draft. Like, if he's a if he's a good catcher, then why doesn't he catch good? Well, he does catch good. If you have good sources, why don't you source good, bro? <laughs> All right, Ryan. I'm gonna reveal what you said in the chat right now. Go ahead. All right. I'm Go ahead. Uh, okay. So I thought <laughs> later I will on Twitter. I probably will at Table to Heaven. Um, I have a no, man. It's unfortunate the source stuff. I, mean, I gotta just, I gotta get my this is my this is my resurgence bandwagon soon. Though. I gotta I've got some stuff cooking and and. You know. All right, so Jack, do you have any big draft takes? Me? Yeah. You want to hear what I have to say? Yeah. Really? Yeah, go ahead. So excited. Spencer Jones, obviously, I have to because of the Yankee, but I was also a big fan for the draft. 
Drew Gilbert at 30 is the seal of draft, but we already know that's going to happen. Yeah. Wait, who'd you say was the seal of draft? Drew Gilbert. Okay. Still the first round. Good pick. Very good pick. To the Astros, obviously, the Astros know what they're doing. Um, I wasn't a fan of the Jackson Holiday pick just because it could have been Termado Johnson and it would have made me look a lot better. Um, in reality, though, Jackson Holiday is probably the better pick. And I can tell you from I've talked to a couple teams, um, they weren't big fans of Johnson. Um, I don't know personally too much about him because I haven't really done too much research. Well, he committed to Arizona State, so he stinks. Just saying. Oh, I'm. Well, I might be committed to Arizona State soon. <laughs> Too, unfortunately. Well, you think too. So, um, all right. Uh, Rocker through is interesting for sure. I'm happy that happened for obvious reasons. Um, but the Mets draft is interesting. I'm kind of surprised it didn't go with Collier, one of those sort of overslot guys or heavy overslot guys. We got Prada. Well, but he fucks, so he's good. Um, and I was a big fan of Jerpy at 22. Ryan, you so, got any any James, no, I want to hear from you. Oh, you want to hear from me? Well, yeah, I want I want to hear from you. Okay, so if we look down the draft board, um, I know nothing. Just going to put that out there. Uh, just absolutely nothing about the draft, right? I know what the Cubs did, and I, and I like, read into it a little bit. There's my reading again. Uh, uh, big reader over here. Is reading uh, just what you see on TikTok, or what, what we got? No, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's Twitter. Talk takes. No, oh, I, I actually listen. I listen to the 12-year-olds on uh, – no, but these are, like, actual draft people. You know, they're not – I, 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 I know a lot of draft people that are actual draft people. Well, obviously, Jackson. Um, I don't, but I just read what I see and what, what shows up in front of me, and I believe it. If it's oh, true. so you're a sheep. You're just a... We'll, sure, we'll, we'll go with that. We'll go with that. Jackson Holiday, uh, lefty shortstop is interesting. There's not a lot of those. Um, a lot of those out there. I think Drew Jones is better than him, but I don't know anything. Uh, so how do you... So how do you know a player is better if you don't know anything? Oh, because his swing I mean, looks Jack, better. Don't, don't you have like hits, pitching posts when you don't know anything about pitching? Me? He hits, he hits fucking rockets, Jones. Everything, everything yeah, that comes off with his dick too. I mean, apparently. <laughs> I still find it so funny now. People on Twitter use this. All right, um, Elijah Green, I thought was interesting that he fell to five, because I thought he was going to go higher. So I, oh my god! What? Your mouth. Elijah guy. Green. No, Elijah Green's so good. My mock draft, I went over 32, so. Over did you 30. actually go, did you go over 32? Both went over 30. Yeah. Well, it's so hard because, like, I have no but idea. You, but you kept saying, like, in the group chat, picks before they happen. Yeah, well, no, that's, that was, like, during the draft because I had sources. But not, like. <laughs> oh, okay. So, you actually like have sources. Not, like, Because like, once the draft starts wait, here's, happening. Here's the, the difference between, between, um. Jackson and you, Jack, is that Jackson's sources are actually right. Jack, you know, um, I know exactly how Jackson had a source. I'm happy to share it on Twitter tomorrow at 12 p.m. <laughs> I had multiple sources, actually, so it wasn't just... Well, one. you only needed one for as far as you were concerned. <laughs> I, no, really, I used, I used bro, multiple. I had five yesterday. I had five, and, and they were all wrong. Them were wrong. Literally four of them were wrong. Maybe get better ones. They were right before. It made no sense. I, you know what? Well, even the ESPN people but, uh, were under the impression that uh, Termont Johnson was going to go first. They yeah, kept talking I about that. Uh, phone call, and everyone was like, oh, shit, here we go. I was like, oh, shit, finally, I'm all right. I'm well, good. no, but the, right. the, the Vegas odds liked, liked him, too. It was like minus Dude, he was like minus 390. Like, I'm not the only one who thought this. And yeah, I'm the only one that packed up for it. It was like. I think the well, yeah, because you're the only one who like, tweeted it and tried to see yeah, the massive bets on Jackson Holiday. Dude, what happened? Orioles definitely just had some insider trading and just tanked the Jackson Holiday stock. Yeah. Like Jackson Holiday probably wanted like 10 mil and then was like, oh, leave your sex tape and okay, now you're 8.4. Like, well, no, but like, the other thing about Jackson Holiday then is like, I guess if the Orioles are smart, obviously the, they would never do this, but I would do this. I wouldn't do this just for the record. <laughs> they should just bet 5 million on him to go first and then, that's what pick, I'm him, saying. And then pick him first and pay him with that. Pay him with the Vegas money. Like having a third party do it so it's not attached and then say, right. oh, we made the money back. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I don't... That would be the it... smart thing to do, personally. But, oh, oh, and here's the other thing. Correct me if I'm wrong, but teams have a draft pool. They have a certain amount of money they can spend. And yeah. they spend the whole thing every goddamn time. So all these Cubs fans are like, oh, the Cubs are just trying to save money. That's all they want to do, save money, save money, save money. Like, you're wrong. 
You're wrong. <laughs> they spend it later. They spent it in the second round. Just because they Jackson, saved yeah. the money in the, in the first third round. And the fourth round. You took three straight high school guys. Just because you saved money in the first round doesn't mean you're saving money the same way that Tom Rick is just trying to save money by selling Wilson Contreras. It's so much different. Like, I it's guarantee just a Nazir bad Mule comparison. Because that guy has so much love. I don't think he's that good, but he has so much hype because he touched 100. Ooh. Nazir, Nazir Mule. Mule. It's also such fourth. a cool name. He's a high schooler, fourth round. Uh, I think he's a another two-way guy but he's a pitcher yeah he throws 100 so he'll be yeah yeah the draft i think just like the sort of overall uh, overall conclusion is like the the draft is kind of wild it's kind of how all drafts go i think this particularly you know like this was like with rocker at three that was not like from almost everybody you know besides maybe because i have elite sources it was very surprising you know i think and it wasn't necessarily a bad pick I no i think it ended up being good yeah, like I think it, obviously it really panned out with Porter, you know, in the fourth round. Yeah, that's what I meant. The Cubs picked eleven pitches in a row. Thanks, James. That was really nice comment. Been the Angels last year. I mean, you have to hit on hey, one of them. No, eventually. I actually like James' comment there. It, it provided me with some insight that I wasn't getting from Jack. So, so thank you, James. Yeah, no. Um, I, found this, I found this like fifty-foot iPhone charger in my locker, and I'm very happy about it. Okay, and Connor Nolan was a guy <laughs> who pitched well for Arkansas in the College World Series. I remember him. <laughs> Take his thing. Connor Nolan's okay. Here, wait, I'll, pull up, I'll, I'll pull up his uh, his stuff. Hold on, I got I got made a website. Hold on, it's loading. Don't worry. Nolan, right. okay. Connor Nolan, fastball, ninety ninety one, top ninety three. It's more like a like a shitty sinker, doesn't it? It gets um, nine inches of induced vertical break and seven inches of horizontal break. So. Doesn't exactly do much. Uh, curveball 82 84. It doesn't really do much either. Slider 83 85. It's basically the curveball. Cutter 86 87. And it kind of sucks. Wow, he's just not very good. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. He's just I really like Jackson. Uh, so, any final thoughts here before we end this? I think that's it. All right. Just want to throw um, it. I just want to say one thing, one thing. Drew Thorpe is going to be a fucking stud. And, you want to hear uh, Drew Thorpe's um, stuff? Not isn't good. it not good? Isn't it like, I know it's very average, if not below average. No, it's fine. I mean, he's 92, 94, topping 96. About 2,100 spin on the fastball. Good ride over the run. Change up 83, 85, top 86. High spin oh, change up. Okay. That like doesn't this. kill lift very well, but get some runs. Slider's good. I mean, he's 83, 84. It's kind of tight, but but uh, it's okay. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> I like the fastball. He had good results. All right. All right. So, all right. Hey. I think it's time to outro this pod, Jackson. Uh, Jack. Thank you all for watching. Um, you can find me, MLB Nerds, Jack, you know, broken inside. Hey, don't let Jackson outro it. No, fuck all right. you. Thank you guys all for listening. No, uh, we'll fuck you. I'm doing episode it. 63. No, no, no. no. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.